with a greater variety of names on offer this week than ever before. Welcome to Hand of Pod. episode of Hand of Pod, everybody. 19 is the same as the number of rounds in a short tournament, and that's a sign that we've, in a way, come full circle, because our first ever episode was a Super Classico preview, and it's Super Classico preview time once again. River Plate travelled to La Bombonera to take on Boca Juniors this Sunday, and in honour of the event, we've got two very special guests. We've got a River fan, who I'm quite shocked to have to tell you is the first Argentine I've ever met who shares my name, Samuel. Hello. <laughs> Nice to meet you, you guys. And a Boca Juniors fan, Ariel. Nice to meet you. And of course, as ever, we're here with the two Dans, English and Australian. Hello. Uh, and Seba's back from his self-imposed exile last week. Well, <laughs> semi-self-imposed. Yeah, I didn't want to talk after losing to River <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. But Funnily enough, you're back now that River <laughs> lost. <laughs> <laughs> and we won. I'm resting one, yeah. Uh, you know I'm not like that. Just to paint a picture for people, because uh, you can't see us, we, we've got the, 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 the two fans uh, strapped up and, and muzzled like, like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> we don't want to attacking each other or anything. We might let him out later for the, yeah. for the chat. Zombie's going to be refereeing this, if you can imagine such a, a sight. He's, he's the least rabid member of our cl- uh, crew today. In fact, he's not here at the moment. He was waiting for us at the top of the stairs, but he's Zombie's not dog. So, Sam, 19 rounds of hand pots. How, how do you think we, 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 we did? Mid-table... Relegation battle. Probably Copa Sudamericana. Copa Sudamericana. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's maybe Copa Sudamericana once the AFA's new regulations come in and you can qualify for that by finishing 12th. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's for our listeners to decide. As we've already mentioned, the weekend just gone saw Racing finally get another win. They're second in nine matches. And River Plate lost. Since we've already mentioned them, guys, we may as well start talking about them now. Which one should we tackle first? Well, I want to know what happened to River Sam. Sam's. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a good question. Um, <laughs> they lost to the boys. It was two 0 yeah. um, Am I wrong in thinking that River has a plan for when they uh, level, or like the, the score is, is level, like nil nil one zero, or when they're winning and then the minute they go uh, behind in the score, they don't know what to do? I don't think that's a it's all a bad assumption to make. Actually, yeah, it certainly seems that way. They're, they're not used to conceding goals. And you can tell that when they fall behind. Um, they don't attack with the same kind of overload, let's say. As, you know, you know they, they don't throw men forward with the same abandon, uh, for me, as you see. Certainly some of the best teams here do, Vélez, for instance, do. Um, Olimpo are doing at times this season as well, which is possibly why they're doing so much better than they were during the Apertura. Um, and, you know, most of the top teams in Europe will, will do that when they really need a goal. They push everything for it, whereas River aren't doing it. Frankly, I mean, the second goal yesterday, since most of our listeners didn't see the game, we say yesterday because we're recording on Monday night, was kind of understandable. It was it came in stoppage time with River already losing and the goalkeeper, Juan Pablo Carrizo, went up for a corner and all boys counter-attacked and it was kind of inevitable. Um, as I saw something on the, the sports news this morning pointing out that really, it, when River are in the situation they're in, losing 1-0 or losing 2-0 is 
Yeah. Exactly the same. It doesn't matter. Yes. The points that matter, not the goal. Yeah. Still, sorry. It was still hilarious to see Cariso, because he came up for the corner, obviously. Yeah. And it's hilarious to see him sprinting <laughs> full length of the pitch to try and get back in time, to, but he couldn't stop the goal anyway. It was one of the slowest full length <laughs> yes. I think Martin Palermo might have managed it in, in a slower time. He's not used to sprinting, is he? No. Yeah. At the same time, I, I heard some people criticizing Cariso very heavily and I think that's unfair I mean, going up he, the corners yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's ridiculous I mean the, the goalkeeper was going trying to get the, the equaliser and even if he doesn't touch the ball in, coming from that corner kick he creates kind of a panic yes. in the defence I, I think it's, it's, it was a positive in, intention from Carrizo and then it, it didn't it, it didn't pay off for him and no. I don't think he should be crucified for that. He, he's one of the reasons why River is doing so well in this in this tournament. Yeah, he's even one of the reasons why River were only a goal behind at that in the game, and and, mm-hmm. and then he could have gone up and tried to make the difference from the corner. It, it ultimately didn't harm River anymore to concede the second goal. Then exactly, no, it, yeah, know, it, it was a gamble yeah. worth taking because they'd lost the game anyway if, if they hadn't scored from it. Um, Samuel, Argentine Sam, mm-hmm. what, what did you think of River yesterday? I think that they had the the start of the match. They tried to to win. We can see why JJ Lopez made some change. I think that the idea was winning or winning, and nobody thought that uh, all boys in the first uh, arrival to the to the to the goal they yeah. score. It was, it's it like was against the run of play. River so. had the, in the first ten minutes has uh, three opportunities, and they all fell to one man. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. But the thing is that we have the the, the number nine Funes Mori. Uh, Pavone, they have opportunities and they didn't score, so that in we, we say that you pay that in your own goal, yeah. that after, always. And if uh, you lose an opportunity like Funes Mori, Funes Mori was <laughs> against Cambiaso, alone, alone. Yeah. That's a goal that I can convert, and I'm not good at football, I'm not a good player, and I can do it. So Funes Mori that uh, has a job as a football player, yeah. Must I like you? I'm <laughs> 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 saying this minute uh, English Sam is going to hug uh, Aji, Aji Sam. <laughs> Maybe we share the, the name. The, this yeah. is yeah, well yeah, and but this is a weekly. Uh, I, I don't know whether you've listened to Andrew Pop before, but this is a weekly rant that I have about Funes Mori. So you've saved me some some breath this week. But then there was a thing in Ole today uh, saying that Funes Mori missed these two chances or three chances really early on. And then Pavone, after the third one, went over to, to kind of console him. Yes. And that it was almost as if Funes Mori's bad luck rubbed <laughs> off on Pavone then because Pavone went on to miss another <laughs> like, three or four later <laughs> yeah, in the game. The start of the tournament, Pasarela thought that Funes Mori was worth how much? 50 million euros? Yeah, yeah. How he, much is he worth? Yeah, now? He, yeah, he turned down an offer from Benfica for what? It was 14 no, or 15 yeah, million so, yeah. euros. A million euros, but then Benfica said. That's not the case. We never offer for him. I mean, yeah. and, uh, so now I think so, somebody who wants to get Funes Mori will, will, will receive the money instead of paying. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> why not? Anybody would want to anyway. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. I, I don't know how much money you'd have to offer a club to take him off. Mm. Take him off their hands. So interesting this, this result for River, and together with the draw between Independiente and San Lorenzo, it was one uh, all at uh, Avellaneda. This result puts them in a very intriguing situation. If River lose uh, the, the Super Clásico and Independiente lose at Bahia Blanca against Olimpo, they will be both in, promo- in promotion, yeah, right. or, or they will have to play a tiebreaker yes. to see who goes into promotion places and who yeah. saves themselves. After playing Boca against Boca, it has to play against Olimpo. Oh, so 
Es scary, para decir cagado. Es como... Están en diferentes situaciones para River Independiente, y creo que River has a difficult yeah. it was even worse for river because all boys now with this result they 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 surpassed four different teams four yeah. other teams in the in the promotion in the uh, the promedios table, the table. Yes. and now they're looking uh, like favorites to save themselves yeah. the thing is that uh, river uh, yesterday uh, lose against a direct uh, enemy we can say uh, exactly. that was a boys was all boys Uh, won and River lose in the same in the same match, so it's like a famous six points uh, yeah, yeah. match. Eleven pointer. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We um, w one thing that that River do have going for them, which I noticed looking through the the promedio table, mm -hmm. is that you have the way that it's worked out. Of course, for our listeners' benefit, is is to divide the number of games played in the current division in the last three seasons mm -hmm. by the number of points won. Oh, sorry, the other way around, the number of points won by the number of games played, so that you get points per match, which makes it complicated with the three sides who are promoted because their their points have been divided over at present thirty two matches, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be thirty eight by the end of the season. Precisely. Mm -hmm. But one thing that you can do is to, if, if you're comparing teams who've been in the division for the same amount of time as each other, you can just look at the number of points they've won in that time. Um, River, now, there are 18 points to play for, and River are 15 ahead of Huracan, and already more than that ahead of Gimnasia, which, which at least means that if River were to win next week, or if River can get one more win with Huracan not picking up a win next week, River wouldn't be able to get directly relegated. No, 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 But that's not very much consolation, <laughs> given that, you know, as much as two weeks ago they were looking clear and without any worries about the, the, the promedio or anything, it, it's, it's frustrating. But we're going to come back to River later in yeah, the, in the show. Yeah, the games, Racing. Yeah. How was the Racing game, guys? Uh, Racing. Racing was interesting. They didn't play particularly well by any means. They played um, Arsenal de Sarandi, who don't play much like Arsenal of England. It's kind of a, a half-classico, isn't it? It's, the no, it's not a classico. No, well, I mean, what I mean by that is it's, it's a classico on one side because the Arsenal fans pretend it's a classico. Possibly, yeah. But the Racing yeah. fans obviously have For Racing fans, Arsenal don't exist. No, for yeah, for most, not most team, fans in, in the country, in fact, yeah. <laughs> So, no, the game itself, it was <clears throat> fairly scrappy, fairly, no one would say boring, but fairly uneventful for 80 minutes and then and then it finished 2-1 to Racing in the end... Uh, Valentin, yeah, three hours and ten minutes. Valentin Viola, who's a young 19-year-old wrestling have, scored his first goal ever in his ninth appearance, I think, all as sub, which second, was quite nice. Second ball he touched. Uh, yeah, the second ball yeah, he touched. One minute, yeah. one minute and a half after yeah. uh, coming coming on to replace Gabriel Auche. Yeah, and then the second goal was it was a really nice goal actually. Yeah, it was nice. As uh, Teo did really well down the, the left wing, got to the kind of the edge of the area squared it for Taranza who had been absolutely awful up until the last 10 minutes like an absolute shocker and he just drilled it past Campestrini and two goals in one minute and, yeah. and, and Racing still managed to finish uh, yeah uh, shaken have yeah. an Erby finish again that's more than a anything. lovely goal yeah. 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 but it's more than anything the shaky finish because of the goalkeeper like uh, it's uh, Fernandez uh, Paraguayan keeper and he's absolutely useless yeah. and you could just feel it kind of he's Awful at kind of coming out and claiming the ball from crosses or high balls, anything. And it was just this feeling. I think at the end, Arsenal were just pumping, pumping crosses, pumping long balls, and you could feel it in the stands. Like there was about 5,000 Racing fans, which was more than Arsenal, I think. You just felt the whole stand kind of shake, not because they were jumping, just this kind of like heart in the mouth for a second when yeah. Fernando was going to get the ball. He just didn't look confident at all. But and now Racing have won six, drew one, lost six. Yeah. Very stable, yeah. very stable team. <laughs> but it, but in the last nine games, 
Yeah. One, two. Disaster, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We defeated our neighbors, Independiente, Ana, Arsenal, yeah. and then we lost to anyway, everyone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's uh, only five points behind Vélez. <laughs> with Vélez, with Vélez with a game in hand. They're playing as we speak. Yeah. So potentially we'll be eight points behind. I think it's over for Racing. Well, uh, you got, we can say it's over. you got uh, Newell's next week. So. Yeah, so Claudio Villar is going to score against <laughs> Racing. <laughs> for sure, a hat-trick. No, but the thing, I think it's uh, like, like we've been saying every week, it's not so much the, the amount of points uh, behind the leader uh, for, for teams in mid-table. It's the number of, of teams yeah. between the leader and, and their yeah. position. So um, st- even with, with uh, Racing still having to play Vélez, I don't think it's a... Well, no. it will take a, a miraculous run of uh, six wins. Yeah, we wrote them off last maybe. week, I think. If they win next week, we'll probably, you, know, <laughs> you guys at least will probably start talking about them again. But yeah, it's, uh, it's good that you mentioned Vélez because they've, they've got a good chance tonight of, of taking a healthy lead. Yeah. Uh, how many points ahead of uh, Godoy Cruz are there? It'd be four if they win. They're at home. Which, which, which puts a bit of a spanner in the works, of course, no, because no, home no. sides don't tempt so. no. <laughs> Well, this week it was, it was amazing. Uh, what, five five, five so away right. wins and yeah. one home win so far. Yeah, and one of those away wins was from one of the form teams uh, lately. Boca Juniors still with a chance of <laughs> yeah. winning the league, you reckon? No, Boca can't. Not a chance. Get the championship. Never. <laughs> No. Because of because of Alcioni, because of because uh, Alcioni, because the team, because the points I have now and the the points of Vélez, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah, similar case to Racing as well. Yeah, right now Boca. It's crazy to say to Boca could win the the championship in Argentina. Not even Boca not present at mid table with 18 points. So if Vélez yes. do win tonight, then they'll go nine clear of them. Yeah, that's yeah. Not which, yeah. nine points with six to play. Um, <laughs> I have mean, seen I've seen crazier things, but yes. Racing, by the way, who Seba said two minutes ago, don't stand a chance in hell of winning the championship, or a point ahead of Boca. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so nobody thinks their own team but, uh, is going to win it. Uh, other interesting games this weekend. Well, Boca Juniors beating yeah, Argentinos uh, away first first home defeat for Argentinos. And with a goal from Argentinos, previous uh, <laughs> old boy as well, Juan yeah. Román Riquelme, who who injured himself but should be fit for the Super. And another goal, a third in three matches for yeah. Team Palermo, who we were all laughing at a month ago. Which shows what we so yeah, first defeat for Argentinos at home in this clausura. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a possibility to, for Boca to at least put three wins together, like beating River next season? Well, what next? Maybe, next maybe. But I, I think River had uh, have an idea of play. The idea could be poor, but have an idea. And Boca hasn't an idea to play. So I think Boca never would win to River if uh, Juan Román Riquelme is not playing. Is not playing. Yes. Right. That, that I think he shares the same sentiment or feeling as most Boca fans mm-hmm. this season. It's been the case uh, as a neutral or as a rival. When I when I see Riquelme playing, I think Boca has a chance to win. And when mm-hmm. when he's not there, I wonder how the hell are they gonna yeah. get the points? Because I think with with Román, uh, Boca had an idea. How he plays, he plays everyone yes. kind of works for him and he works so for everyone. Yeah. You, we can say that yeah. we play. So we'll, we'll, um, pro- we'll probably go through the other results and then 
start talking about the, the, the super or yeah we'll talk a little bit about Copa Libertadores exactly. and then we'll go on to the I'm, I'm trying to find the other results I've got uh, Ole in front of me and, and they haven't actually got the scores from the weekend anywhere and I can't uh, remember maybe in the we have well, Independiente yeah. and San Lorenzo drew 1-1 Yes. Yeah. Godoy Cruz uh, bounced back from that thrashing against Arsenal a couple of uh, last week to yeah. to beat Newell's three one away. Yeah. In, as much as they were, you know, they were beating Newell's, but at the same time, it was an impressive enough performance. Mm. Dan, you did quite well for predictions this week, actually. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, as you said, picking a lot of home <laughs> home wins. Actually, <laughs> if I picked more, I would have gotten probably more. I think, but uh, yeah, I think that was the secret. I think I'm going to stick to. Actually, I can't remember what I did this week. I don't. I don't think I picked a lot of home ones this time. So no, I think you picked. Uh, I bet a lot of away ones. Three home ones. You, you picked River to win at home, but apart from that, I can't remember. There were only three. We've got the scores in front of us now, everybody. And of course, one one thing that we should mention before we go back to the Primera results is to congratulate English Dan's old local side Atlanta on promotion as champions of Primera B, which very very confusingly for non-Argentines means that they're now up to B Nacional. Yeah. A division with essentially the same name, but which is uh, one flight higher. They're now up to the second division. And a nationwide league rather than just teams playing around Buenos Aires. I actually think it's a big difference. Hey, but in England you have League One, is the third tier. So oh, no, no, I couldn't give agree. Give and, and, the championship, <laughs> and the championship is the second. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's equally confusing. I'm not, yeah. I wouldn't suggest anything else. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's confusing given the, uh, that the divisions are all named yeah. after, you know, they've all got a, num- a letter. There are two with, with B in them. So, yeah, the, the other results in front of the look through the scores and see which other games really stood out to me well Tigre with a heavy 3-0 win yes. against Colón yeah very helpful for them to, to escape from the relegation another goal from the, the strike one. attack yeah, strike attack with another goal and then I think it was a brilliant game between Quilmes in Gimnasia. That's a real kind of relegation. Oh, you're quite right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quilmes once again coming from a goal down relatively late yeah. on. They didn't manage to win this time. Mm-hmm. So maybe Caruso Lombardi's luck's running out. <laughs> but well, yeah, they, yeah. they got a very Caruso poor draw. And Caruso, two, two very poor mistakes from defenders yeah. of Quilmes have cost yeah. them again. And yeah, they stopped their run of three consecutive wins now. And it's really mean, looking unlikely for them to. Well, it still means they're unbeaten in four, and mm-hmm. I mean, again, if they win next week, they're playing. Uh, they're away to Godoy Cruz next week, mm. so as the away side, they've got to stand a good chance. They'll have the away advantage, <laughs> and you know they're going to have a chance if, if they can win that. Gimnasia are at home to Banfield, which is going to be a tricky for them, and Huracan mm. are just awful full stop. But Huracan are playing. Actually, who did Huracan? Uh, also uh, away. This week. So. No, they lost to Olimpo at home. Yeah, the last kick of the game. Yeah, but. Yeah, I was yeah. watching that, that game. That was one. That, that was my tip that came through. But it was one of those where actually I thought Urakan probably deserved to. That's right. They were uh, Olimpo were down to ten men early on. Yeah. And Urakan really deserved that one, but mm. in the end they lost. And finally, we should mention Lanús Estudiantes, New Neil in Lanús. And what was the what was the the, the episode with uh, Diego Valeri taking a corner kick and being? Oh yeah, uh, he was he was pelted with. Um, Mustard. Well, yeah, the kind of front he ended up with with yellow all over his hair and face, which, <coughs> as as I mentioned, it looked like somebody had just thrown yellow paint on him, and then Seba corrected me and said that it was it was mustard. Well, oh, that, that's but, what yeah, I read. So. I, I haven't seen it there, so, I, so oh, that's you didn't where see I it. No, ah, I haven't seen it. Okay. <coughs> yeah, no, he he was he was lining up to take a corner, and it was in front of the away end. Yeah, and he. he was sort of standing there and they were throwing and throwing things on him and, and the camera zoomed in on him and he had yellow streaks all over his face it was <laughs> that's why I thought it must have been an egg because there was so much on his, yeah. on his head and face yeah, and, yeah. and the referee kind of ran over there to tell him you know hurry up what are you doing taking so long and then saw him and, and he was just standing there kind of looking at him like, well, someone came out with a water bottle you know, and washed it off <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was one of the, evidently one of the San Martin players. He was in a red and white striped top, so that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. A fan threw a bottle. And you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about the somebody had thrown a whiskey bottle onto Rassing's pitch. Mm-hmm. And imagine if it had hit one of the players. And it hit one of uh, San Martin's players full in the face. Oh. And smashed. And he was laid out cold. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we laugh about Diego Baleri getting covered in mustard but or, or whatever oh, well. it was. <laughs> but as I said at the time, it could have been something you know solid yes. and that yeah. could have done more damage, and that was illustrated yesterday. So yeah, as they say, don't drink and play. We talk a little bit about the Libertadores. Very interesting week. Yeah, yeah. the Libertadores more interesting than anything for um, probably for the number of Brazilian sides that incredible. that got yeah. done over. There, there's now only one Brazilian side left in the tournament. Yeah. Oh, it was all on the same four, night as well. Yeah. Four, four went out on the same night. Yeah, and and also only one Argentine side left in the tournament because mm-hmm. there's Estudiantes. <laughs> Not very surprisingly, perhaps slightly against what we were expecting or hoping for. Mm-hmm. Went out on penalties, uh, 5-3 to Cerro Porteño in Asuncion. Vélez did really well. They looked very impressive even on the night. I, I was asked a few times what I thought was going to happen and um, said on each occasion that I thought Liga de Quito would win on the night, but that Vélez would go through an aggregate. But Vélez managed a 2-0 win yep. in Quito, finally, which um, it, that must be the first time Liga de Quito have lost at home in continental competition in a long time, possibly a couple of years or something. I, they've had a really long unbeaten run. Yeah, and yeah, as you said, a really impressive result, 5-0 on aggregate. Yeah. So they'll, they'll definitely be thinking yeah. about winning that the whole, the whole tournament. But yeah, Estudiantes, as we said last week, they would want to be concentrating on the Copa Libertadores because they're not doing well in the league, but mm-hmm. a really no, terrible yeah. performance against Cerro yeah. Porteño. Yeah. 180 minutes without scoring against Cerro Porteño. And it didn't even look like it. Yeah, I mean. It was nil-nil, both home and away, and then a bit of controversy when Orion saved the penalty and the referee ordered to, to be retaken because he took a few steps, and I think it was a good call. Yeah, it's it it's one of those calls you never get and you never see, you but I think it was fair. Time. Yeah, I think it was fair. Yeah, he was well, well off his line. Yeah. yeah quarterfinals now um, I'd, I'd just like to say as well by the way regarding yeah. the, the quarterfinals that um, there are seven different countries represented in the Copa Libertadores quarterfinals in the last eight uh, the only team the, the only country with two teams in the quarterfinals is Paraguay and, it's, and, and, and the really ironic thing is that of course we had two all Brazilian finals in a row a few seasons ago and that led Conmebol to bring in this rule saying that if two teams from the same country get to the semis Regardless of what the, the the draw, because they draw from the quarters onwards all at the same time, regardless of what it says, it'll be rejigged so that those teams meet in the semis so that we can't have a final with, with two teams from the same country. And I would have loved to see the look on Commonwealth's faces when they realised that that was preventing an all-Paraguayan final this year, possibly. <laughs> uh, because they'll, they'll rejig so that if Cerro Porteño and Libertad, the, the draw actually would have them meeting in the final, but of course if they both reach the semis, they'll meet there. But having seven different countries in, in the quarterfinals of the continental competition apparently that's something that in Europe since the Champions League in 96-97 started allowing runners-up into into the competition as well it's not happened once right. which gives you some idea and I, of course it, it must be a very long time since it happened in the Copa Yeah, and of course it's a result of all the Brazilian teams getting knocked out and the Argentinian yeah. teams not doing so well but you'd still have to say Santos would be the, the favourites yeah, and followed Santos by Vélez probably I'd right? put Vélez as the favourites I've seen a lot of both in the Copa and Santos haven't impressed me they're a good team, they're like a talented young team, but maybe they lack a bit of maturity to play against these kind of hard teams in the Libertadores because the referees 
uh, not as sympathetic to Neymar's <laughs> diving and everything. <laughs> and yeah, I'll, I'll put Vélez as a favourite. I've been impressed with the Universidad Católica. Yeah, uh, I, think they, I think they they were really really good. Yeah, they they Pizzi. Yeah, yeah. Very with, with two Boca players, funny enough, with yeah. Prato and Cañete, and yeah. they're doing brilliantly. Yeah, whereas um, so yeah, the actual Boca I wouldn't rule them out. <laughs> Remind me who Vélez are playing, guys. Vélez uh, Libertad. Libertad. Yeah, Libertad of Paraguay. Yeah. So the first leg of that is this. this Wednesday or Thursday, isn't it? And then the second leg is next week. Yes. It's a very short turnaround time, which, which almost brings up the question, actually, which somebody did ask me on um, on Twitter during the week, of why on earth are Vélez playing on a Monday night when they've got a Libertadores <laughs> game? On, on, it's Wednesday, in fact. So they're, they're playing again in two days' time. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah. Okay, well, you'd expect the AFA to maybe to have played them on Saturday or Sunday. And then when did, they, Sunday, when did they play last week? Thursday. Mm. Thursday. Uh, yeah. They played Thursday in the altitude. Maybe they, would, they needed time oh, to recover, true, so yeah. maybe that's yeah. why they didn't... Okay. For I think this is always going to be the thing about the Libertadores. I think we've mentioned it before. You know, Traveling it's so hard for conditions. teams to win both because yeah, the turnaround is so quick, and mm. you think it's like not a big deal playing two games a week coming from a European point of view. But you think these guys are going to Ecuador and going to three thousand meters and then coming back to Argentina. Like, it's difficult. So it's yeah, difficult. kind of yeah, Ibelas because they're top of the Clausura and, and doing well in the, in the Libertadores. Yeah, so very impressive. We're going to take a really short break now. I'll, I'll play some music for our listeners and we're all going to sit around pretending we can hear it in the pre-production atmosphere and then we're going to come back and talk about the really big game of the weekend one of the biggest derbies in world football so stick around back in now and bring our guests really more into the show than they've already been if that were possible which I think it is because <laughs> we've not given them very much time to talk it's, it's time to talk about about the one match which if uh, if certainly if the four of us have our way on Twitter at the weekend the whole world is going to be talking about come Sunday the one thing we can definitely say all of us as Argentine journalists is that it's the one match that people are going to be hitting our blogs up on and, and various things precisely yeah I mean certainly from uh, from my point of view, I've been running Astor Garcia Bri for over four years now, and Super Classical Day is always the the biggest uh, hit by about five times the number of the the second highest hit that I'll get in, in a typical six month period. So you get ten hits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, I mean on, on Super Classical Day, sometimes it can go as high as fifteen. So right, right. you know, it goes really crazy. I, yeah. Your mom, your dad, and, it, and it's the one time that the search terms are actually relevant as well. To, you know, the rest of the year we tend to get things searching for. Argentine underwear model and it will come up with something about Carlos Tevez or Giant. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> precisely it's, it's Boca Juniors versus River Plate in, in La Bombonera on Sunday at 4 4, four in the afternoon that's yeah. right Super Clásico para todos on national TV precisely which, which also means of course time, no yeah, it's, it's, it's and, and, it, and that also means of course that um that those of you who are following us on Twitter will be able to get a link to a live stream because the Argentine local channels, all most of them, stream live on their own website, so it's actually legal to watch this for free on the internet. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Of course, if you're in the UK as well, Premier Sports TV, who are on Sky, it's a subscription service, but they have rights to the Argentine League as well. I don't know for sure, but I would certainly assume that 
that the Super Classico is going to be their live match for this weekend. So keep an eye on that. And now we'll bring Samuel and Ariel into it. Ariel, would you like to go first? Because Sam and I have already spoken about River earlier on in the show. How do you feel about Boca's performance against Argentinos at the weekend? And what do you think it says for how they're going to play at the weekend? If, if Riquelme couldn't play with River, I, I think Boca lose. Plan a, a and B is Riquelme and Riquelme and Riquelme. Um, uh, Boca is a team that um, can have other ways, but yeah. only with Moche and, and Colasso. Uh, but uh, Riquelme try to dejarlos. To manage to direct, the team, to, to direct, yeah, direct. To, uh, yeah, to be the creative force for, yes. for Boca. So uh, all in Boca pass uh, for Riquelme. for Riquelme, mm -hmm. and um, Riquelme in the Super Clásico ever uh, is the best. Yes, had a, a heart and his only uh, presence. Uh, pressure. Ah, presence. Presence alone. His, yeah. pre his only presence mm -hmm. uh, is uh, terrorizing River. So you're saying that just the fact that Riquelme is on the pitch is going to be something that River will be worried about. Yes, yes. I get yeah. it. Right, uh, and, and, and what about what about Palermo? Uh, Palermo is uh, near the, the retire. Uh, I don't think Palermo will be decisive mm. in the Clásico. But he has he has been in, in mm -hmm. previous super classicos like he he has been uh, always great against River scoring goals and yes, but doing all sorts of things. I, I think it was other time. That's in the yes. past. So it, uh, okay. Palermo need to uh, have a very well physic and um, I, I think the mind is the best in Palermo. But now Palermo's mind is in other side. So, if you, if you were Falcione, would you start with Palermo or would you, or would you start with Viatti? I, I prefer to start with Moche and Viatti. Oh, ah, yeah? Interesting. And a brave decision if, if you were <laughs> if you were managing Boca, it would be a brave decision to take to, to drop Palermo, especially in the Super Classico. <laughs> so, you don't think uh, just the presence of Palermo will create some, some no, concern? Some will fear. No. no, you don't no. think not even his his presence as an icon. No, it, it was a, a it, it was a few a few few of other moments. No, mm. not now. Now the player who star in the match and stay in the in the ring said, "Oh, Palermo." Like he, like Palermo is not good anymore. And you, Samuel, you think uh, it's the same for River to face Beatri? Like the, put put yourself in in a, mm -hmm. in the shoes of. Uh, the, the real play defenders like it, it would be the same for them to face Palermo or to face Beatri what do you think? Uh, obviously it's not the same Palermo and Beatri Beatri has already scored against River mm. uh, I remember that goal because I was in, in, the, in the stadium uh, but I don't know why uh, you're smiling anyway <laughs> no it's, it's, I, I it's smile because I don't want smile. to cry <laughs> that's why but uh, because Boca won that game with yeah. To score. That was at the Monumental Yes, uh, river. yes um, Spectacular yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But I think that in these kind of uh, matches It's very important the, the story of of each player It's very important Because uh, it, it had already happened with uh, some river players Like Ortega Ortega in the last years Wasn't the best Ortega that 
we could know and uh, could see. But against Boca was the best Ortega ever, always. In 19 uh, matches, the best uh, match of Ortega was always against Boca. Uh, that's what. That's because uh, I always prefer to put in the in the court the most experienced players. That's why I, I like Almeida in this player. I, in these matches, if I have to bet on some players and not, and not the team, mm -hmm. I, I will bet Palermo, Riquelme... I, uh, I want to make a question to you. Mm -hmm. So, in the past, mm -hmm. uh, Clásico, River won Boca 1-0. One, uh, one, one nil. Yeah, one yeah. And the goal? Yes, that. The goal. But Maidana, sometimes, Maidana. yes. No, yes, yes, Maidana. Ortega, Ortega was decisive in this uh, Clásico? No, no, but the thing is... It's I think tour. that not not always the the the, the one who scores is the best player in the in the match. For example, uh, but I, I think Ortega wasn't decisive in this class. No, well, it took the corner. Ortega was a, was an example in that match. Uh, Almeida was like like, like a kid, uh, like a lion. Ever ever is mm -hmm. important in River. Yeah, right. yes. Almeida the, the one. The other day, yeah. the other day, yeah. uh, Kappa. Uh, was saying in TV mm -hmm. that when Almeida was in Hooded, he couldn't win. Mm -hmm. And when Almeida returned, River mm -hmm. came back to win uh, again. Yes, so, but, uh, I think uh, players and mm -hmm. players. Hmm. Yes, but sometimes, uh, in my opinion, is that you, anyone can have uh, their own opinion, but in my opinion, um, in these kind of matches, people like Palermo, like, for example, if you say, Herbiti is the best player in, in Boca. You can say because the last uh, championship was the best player um, in Argentina and other things. But I prefer Herbiti than anyone else because Herbiti has never played a, a Super Clásico. Herbiti has never felt the, the depression uh, that they feel when... I, I, I can feel it when I'm in, in the stadium and I'm not playing, but I can feel it. It's completely different when you are there and it's obvious that If you are in the court with the, the ball in your feet, it's, it's, it's obviously that a, a man, a player that is young, that has never been in a in a in a match like that, you you scare and you say, uh, I don't know what to do. I, That's I, why I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, yes, Davis. Yes, well, you know, you know was young. Yes, obviously. <laughs> you have to. You have the, the shield of example. Boca yes. and they say with River and. Goal and goal, <laughs> goal and goal. No, <laughs> but the thing is, for example, he just did the chicken dance uh, actually, <laughs> yes, which yes. Carlos Tevez got sent off at the Monumental Thank for doing that. Copa Libertadores semi final. That goal didn't count so much because we went to penalties and then. Hmm. Exactly. He, penalties. He, he did play well as a very young. He must have yes. been. How old? Oh, he was. Yeah. We're talking kind of 18, 19, yes, 20. Yeah, uh, in, in fact, when Manchester United first signed Carlos Tevez, I, yeah. a fellow Man United fan commented to me once that he wasn't sure whether we'd really got a big game player because he didn't know whether Tevez would, would be capable of standing the pressure of something like Man United <laughs> against Liverpool. And I, I pretty much just laughed in his face. <laughs> you have to bear in mind, <laughs> this is somebody who's been brought up playing in, in, in El Monumental and you know playing away yeah. for Boca Juniors against River Plate and, and at home and all of the pressure Even that that brings. So he was playing in Forte Apache. Yeah. yeah. When you've done that, there's. Yes, yes, but so well, that, that inexperience, you think it could be costly for River, yeah. for example, for uh, in, in a player like Lamela, 
to me, in my opinion, yes. he's the most decisive player in, yes. for, for River. Lamela had a very good game in the first Clásico, I think, in mm-hmm. the Apertura. Yeah, he impressed me a lot. Th- this he was something that maybe five, yes. six games at that point. Th- this was something that somebody was saying to me yes. on Twitter during the week about Lamela. How he'd read, he, he didn't see that last Clásico, but he'd read that Lamela um, overshadowed Riquelme massively in that game, which of course is unfair because Riquelme managed to injure himself after six minutes. Yeah. Yes. But it has to be. I mean, Lamela was superb in the last yeah. Super Clásico, yeah. and if this is going to be, we were talking last week about the possibility that he's been sold to an investment group, possibly, and if not, he might well be on his way in the winter anyway. If he goes at the end of this season, then you know he might want to go out with a bang, let's say. I think we can he's say you have a certain class of player who, who are going to like like Tevez or Lamela who mm-hmm. are just you know they're just that good that they're going to be playing like yes. Messi been playing well since he was yes. 17 or yes. something so yes. you have a certain certain class of player that they're going to play well regardless mm-hmm. but I don't know whether you need the veterans or not we'll, we'll find out I guess mm-hmm. but so the average players they, they, they feel mm-hmm. Tevez Lamela Messi they are, are cracks they, they it doesn't matter no, who but, are they playing they against shooting the herd. yes oh, but they, they, it doesn't matter this I think that uh, for example Messi if he, he plays against Brazil in the final of the World Cup it doesn't matter if Brazil eh, he's going to be a great player and the best player of the match you might be the first Argentine I've met who thinks that apart from Seba <laughs> <laughs> no but the thing is I like you I, I like you, I like no, you. <laughs> but the cracks are always cracks against yeah, yeah. Olbois and against uh, Boca yeah. but there are some other players like I don't know Funes Mori or <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know uh, or for example Buonanotte Buonanotte or Pereira there are players that you don't know if they're cracks or they're just good players yeah, well, they're going so to play in Juventus or in Africa you don't know <laughs> yet but you say I'm scared because I don't know if I, I tell uh, if JJ Lopez said you are going to be um, in the court uh, uh, the field, yeah. in the field you say I don't know if he's going to be uh, good yeah, sure. for, the, for the match but of course if you were talking about Carrizo about Lamela they are always crack and always be crack and I hope that Carrizo has to be the yeah. <laughs> crack because I, uh, I, in my opinion, the best player now in in Boca, the most dangerous player, is uh, Moche. He's very. Uh, he's been playing really well in recent yes, weeks. Yes, but yeah, he's exactly yes, the kind of player uh, yes. that I think and you're talking about. And I'm interested and to see how he goes. Yeah, yeah. How something happened? I, I wanted to ask Ariel about Moche actually because one yeah. of the the other things with Moche is that in in all of Martin Palermo's uh, three three goals that he's scored in the last three matches, Moche has either played the penultimate pass or he's actually set the goal up. So Ariel, do you think there's a chance that if but Boca is saying and everybody is saying that Riquelme is going to play but if he wasn't fit do you think Mauche could be equally key for Boca? Yes uh, I think Mauche is a, a, a very good player and this is a player in, mm-hmm. in this Boca in this system in the, yes. the Fazioni system sure yes but I think uh, the most decisive is Riquelme yeah. if Riquelme yeah. um, couldn't uh, open a ball to the band, Mochen never play. So um, Mochen had to had the ball to send. Yeah. Yes, sure. To, to Palermo. I'm I'm interested as well in your um, opinion on Mochen regarding his let's say intelligence. Girlfriend, intelligence. <laughs> Seba would like to, to talk about his girlfriend. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sticking to footballing matters um, because Seba and I have not strongly but we've mildly disagreed on this in the past. Seba's I, I think we, we both agree that Mochen is a complete idiot but I can see I mean at the start of the season certainly I was saying that what Boca's attack needed was 
to have Malche in it when you were playing Viatri and Palermo. Malche would at least add some pace and, and a bit of trickery mm. to, to the front line, whereas Seba was slightly less, I think, if I remember rightly. He's yeah. nodding his head, so I assume I'm okay saying this. Uh, less of the opinion that he deserved to place. As a Boca fan, you sound like you're, you're a Malche, relatively speaking, a Malche fan, anyway. Uh, I think Malche is a uh, person who has uh, stayed in the first line. Malche doesn't, is very intelligent <laughs> in the play, yes? Yeah. Yes. But he knows that how have to play in this system of Falcioni, yes? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a lot of examples with other uh, players... Uh, was like Adrián Guillermo with Betito Carranza. Betito Carranza. This is a player from yeah. the 90s, Alberto oh, yes. Carranza. He played yes. for Boca, San Lorenzo, yes. Racing. And he played and was very well with a uh, Menotti's system. Mm-hmm. Yes? yes. And I, I think uh, Mochi, uh, Mochi only, can, only can play with this system. It's, a, it's fundamental to the, this system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he also, Australian done. Seems to be a player who's looking forward to the Super Classic. Yeah, he had a quote. Uh, it's, it's really early in the week, so we haven't heard a lot of the, the banter yet. But the best one so far has been from Malche, where he said, "I'm looking forward to leaving River in the relegation in the prom- promotion yes. zone after this game." So, are you a Malche fan? <laughs> I'm not a Malche fan, but I always I always said that Malche was one of the the good players. I'm sometimes I'm a bit partial when I talk about Boca players because obviously I don't want. I don't like any, no, but no. Uh, I always say that Mocho was, uh, a very, in the past I, I, I said that I like Mocho, I like Gaitan, was a very good player, yeah. already left the, the team. But Mocho, it's true that Mocho was a little more fun, I don't know how to say it, um, yeah, uh, individual. Yeah. Somebody, somebody who doesn't want to share the one possible right. individualist. That's the, 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 the his biggest problem. But now I think, as uh, my friend uh, Bocas fan <laughs> said, that I think in this in this system uh, he works very well. I think that he's uh, he 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 has found his place in the in the field yeah. and in the team. But I think that the most important thing is that he's a friend of Palermo. That's why Palermo uh, scored three goals in the last three matches. That yeah. because Moche in two of the three uh, opportunities could score him, but he said no. Palermo, do sure. it. Uh, <laughs> he, he shared the goal. And right. in fact, regarding something I've just remembered, regarding mm-hmm. Palermo's three goals in three games, mm-hmm. um, if any of our listeners were watching Boca's games on on the internet or on television at the weekend, they may have noticed a caption coming up saying that Martin Palermo had. 224 goals in mm-hmm. professionalism now for Boca Juniors. Um, the significance of that number, in case you're wondering, is that it takes him undisputably now past Roberto Cerro's um, all-time goal-scoring mm-hmm. record, which means uh, he, he passed the, the professional record some time ago, a year or a year and a half ago. But Roberto Cerro, depending on which Boca historian you listen to, had either 219 or 223 goals for Boca. Palermo's now scored 224, so he's coming into the Super Classico <laughs> seven days after becoming, you know, beyond any argument now, the club's all-time highest goalscorer, which is quite something in itself, you know. I mean, we've made fun of him for being slow, for being old, for being out of form, for being, for not having scored in 27 hours of football or however long it was. I think it was more like nine. But, you know, well done to him for his achievement. Martin, if you're listening, <laughs> felicidades. <laughs> Samuel, if you have to choose, like, two Walker players that you fear the most, if... if Someone was going to get a red card early on. Who would you like it to be from? Riquelme, Riquelme. obviously, because Off. Riquelme is uh, 
uh, before we were, we were talking about uh, Boca and the idea of playing, and I said that Riquelme doesn't have an idea. Riquelme is an idea mm. of playing. Sure. Uh, when Riquelme is in the in the field, uh, Boca is another another team. It's another way of playing. That's why the I think that the, the last Super Clásico River had an advantage when Riquelme when yeah. when went off. Uh, well, well, yes, mm. that's why. And the first is Riquelme, and the second one, I don't know. Maybe can, can I suggest one? Yeah, I'd obviously I would go for Riquelme as the first mm -hmm. as well, but my second would be somebody, possibly somebody like Diego Rivero, just because mm -hmm. for the last few times that the Super has been played, mm -hmm. when Boca have have beaten River. The goal scorer has tended to be somebody you wouldn't expect, right. and you I know I, I can see I have a candidate. Yeah, sorry. If I were you, I would choose Palermo. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want Palermo well, no, to be on the pitch. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, the first obviously is Riquelme, and the other one is a, just a candidate, but I could say Caruso, mm -hmm. that I think is a, one of the best uh, play, uh, the best defenders. In yeah. Argentina, because even when he was in in Argentina Juniors, I think I thought that yeah, he was right. great. He, he, he was, was an important player for Argentina um, for the side that won the championship in the last couple. Yes. yes. Oh, now, now the well, same question for Ariel. Ariel with two River players you, you must fear. First Almeida, mm -hmm. As, uh, because I I said uh, before mm -hmm. when Almeida doesn't play River lose and then Carrizo. <laughs> I, I I think Carrizo is the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A goalkeeper of Argentina. When you say Argentina's goalkeeper, would you have him as first choice during the Copa America? Yes. Definitely. Ahead of Romero, even. Mejor que Romero, yes. sí. Well, okay. Right, so a bit of uh, off uh, the pitch now, not, not non-football in question. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would like for you to tell us what's the routine for the day of the Super Classico. What do you do? What do you do the night before? How do you feel? I have some superstition, but yeah. the first superstition I had uh, uh, to watch this Super Classico is watching the game with more Boca fans than River fans. Uh, wow. Because the f the I remember... You go to La Bombonera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, listen to, the, the, to this story. The I remember one of the first time... I, I, I watched uh, Boca River in La Omonera, but obviously I was watching in, in, in the TV. I was with my brother, that is uh, a Boca fan. You can, it's very interesting, but... Still, my you still call him your brother. <laughs> no, yes, <laughs> no, no, yes, yes, similar. I don't know why he's my brother. But why, it doesn't matter. I was uh, watching the, the, the match with my brother and with two other friends that are all... They're also our Boca fans. And you still and call them friends? No. Yeah, yeah no, but three, three, three Boca fans and only one River fan, and River won 3 1. Wow. Was the historical, yeah. <laughs> historical goal of Vaselina Rojas. Do you remember? Uh, this is a very. I'll, I'll try and um, find a YouTube video of this yes. goal because it was the only goal that, uh, that this. He, he played left back, didn't he, or, or centre back? Yeah, left, left. And he, left, left. yeah, it's an incredible goal, and it was the only goal he ever scored for River Plate. Yeah. He yeah. played something like two hundred games for them before without scoring. I recommend the, the people who is listening to watching the YouTube. Yeah, as I say, I'll, I'll try and post it on the blog. Please, um, please, please. Argentina Football World article. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's, right. yes. that's right. Yeah. So the, night before, the, the night before you go to sleep thinking of the game, yeah, having nightmares. No, but I'm thinking of the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I, I'm. 
Oh, good, because we're asking you about it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I, it's different. It has yeah, a sure. special uh, emotion mm. inside me. I, I always say that it doesn't matter if Boca is uh, first in the table or... I, or, or yes, yeah. it doesn't matter if the, the Boca or River is playing Libertadores. It doesn't matter if uh, one is first and the one is uh, the last one in the table. It doesn't matter. Super Clásico, you have to win or win. And if you don't win, uh, like, like the, the stadium yeah, 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 yeah. falls down. Yeah. Yes. So now But Ariel, Ariel went to, to the toilet and came back. So <laughs> we want to hear from <laughs> from you. How, how do you feel before? I am more light. Yeah, you feel better now. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel before before the, the night before the game, the night before the Super Classico? Do you think game. about it? Do you do you dream of the game? <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. Just nothing. Well, like any other when, I, when I was child, I uh, was uh, dreaming all the night and thinking about I am playing the class. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But now it doesn't. Right, and the fact that uh, River are fighting to avoid relegation and Boca could beat them and s push them towards it's poor. relegation. I think it's poor for the uh, Argentines also. Yes. Yes, because you don't um, think it's, it's a good thing that River could get relegated. Do you think it's a bad I, thing? I I don't want River uh, go to National B. Uh -huh. That's yes. interesting. I I have a friend from Rosario. She's a, a Newell's Old Boys member. And um, for our listeners, the the Rosario Clásico is the one derby in Argentina that a lot of uh, people even say is more passionate even than Racing Independiente or River Boca. It's Absolutely mad. If you if you watch Newell's Old Boys home games on television, you'll already be aware that they tend to start letting off fireworks in the last 20 minutes, even just for a normal match that's against a time that's not rivals. And I asked her last season after Central got relegated. I said to her, "You must be." You know, she was celebrating, and I went, "Oh, come on, you, you must be a bit sad that you're not going to have a classic on next season." And her response was just, "No, fuck them. <laughs> I hope they never come back up to the first division, even if it means we never get to play the classic again." <laughs> And then she changed her Facebook display profile to, to a message saying, Se busca clásico, which, which means we're looking for a derby. <laughs> and it stayed up there for about two months. It was, it was quite funny. So, but you don't want River to go down. You prefer them to, to no. stay up and still to I, have the Super. I think River is River because Boca say. So mm -hmm. I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> they feel of each other. Uh, they, they feel so, of each other. See if uh, River descend. Uh, what's the classic of Boca? Racing. They will only play the no, summer. Racing, no, Racing. <laughs> no. What's the problem? <laughs> what's the problem, <laughs> <laughs> the problem <laughs> with Racing? A little classical. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was going to ask you the same question, actually, Seba, because as we said before, Independiente are in well exactly the same situation as yeah. River Plate. They're both on the exact same percentage for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The promedio just above Olimpo. Like, would you miss Independiente in the air? Oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> My first is that. No, I mean, I mean, first uh, season it would be funny. First season yeah, it would be very yeah. funny. I Especially would, because you get to see them against Atlanta then. So. Yeah, that would be a great game. I would be in Vice Crespo saying, yeah, the great thing would be going down to Vice Crespo to watch Atlanta Independiente and the Independiente uh, waste stand completely empty. As because in the, in the lower divisions... Uh, because, because you say it, uh, before yeah. that Arsenal Racing is a little classic. Yeah. <laughs> And that would be now our main classic. The thing is, uh, 
I would so, sorry, just... I, I just need to explain to our listeners that uh, in, in the lower divisions, below the top flight, no visiting fans are allowed, which is why Dan made that joke a second ago. And the thing, the, the reason why I, would, I wouldn't mind Independiente going down, and I would actually enjoy it, is the fact that uh, when I was six, we got relegated. Independiente were champions that, that year, and they still give me a hard time about that. Right. And this was 1983, it's and I still have to suffer. It's a psychological match. It's a psychological match. They're one of, uh, in fact, River and Boca, along with Independiente, the three sides who've never been relegated to the uh, below the first division. And also Arsenal. Since oh, well, they got that's, yeah, never, sorry, that's never, River Boca and Independiente have never played below yeah. the first division, then we should say. But yeah, it'll be quite of interesting in a way if. if River and Independiente were to win the exact same number of points for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. finish up on the same percentage in the Promedio table, and say Olimpo were to overtake them and, and end up with them, River and, uh, and Independiente, having to play a, a decider mm-hmm. to um, to decide who goes into the relegation playoff space and who stays up. Because, of course, Julian Grondona, the AFA president, is an Independiente fan. But you can also you know, bet your bottom dollar that the AFA don't want River going down. <laughs> So it would bottom be line is they're going to screw up the, the, the teams coming from the National Bed to play the promotion, yes. and they're both going well, to be course, safe. Yeah. If yeah. If they already have a big advantage yeah. because, of course, a, 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 an aggregate draw is enough to keep the, the incumbent side in the top flight up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another interesting question, because you mentioned your, your brother is a, is a Boca fan. Mm-hmm. Can you, sort of like a question we ask all our guests that come on here, uh, can you tell us how you became a, a River fan somewhere? The, the thing is that my father... And my brother are Boca fans, and my mom is real fan. Mm-hmm. When I was yeah, a young boy, I didn't like or I didn't follow too much the the clausura. And shaking hands, shaking hands, people. He's he's shaking hands. Yes, but lo mismo pero al revés. Really? Oh, really? Same story. Well, we have the same story, but it's it, it's it's funny because it's Boca's Boca and River story yeah. because River in the past was in La Boca. Yeah. That's so why they are very... They were, they were neighbors and then... They were River neighbors and River bought some... Uh, some Fancy piece of land in the north of the land. land. <laughs> <laughs> so your father and your mother were neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Well, uh, I... Happened to me. But my, 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 my mom, my mom was, is from River, so I yeah. decided when I was... Approximately 10 years old, I decided to become a real fan because River was uh, in that moment the best team. Because in the 2000, when they had the four fantastic players, mm-hmm. uh, Angel, Ortega, Aymar, and Saviola, and River was winning everything. So, este, the fantastic four. Uh, we got, yeah. that, that's the correct translation. The Fantastic Four. So that that's why I became a real fan, and all and also because uh, I'm not from Buenos Aires. I'm from another province. Right. And when I uh, came here, I I moved to a, a house that is 20 blocks uh, from the stadium. Uh, okay. So I say I'm near. My mother is a real fan, so I I, I choose River. And it's the best choice I ever made. Ariel, you were I saying hope you say the same at the end of, at the end of the season. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I always. Say, but uh, if I, when I wa- when I become a real fan, River be- start to uh. <laughs> to decrease <laughs> because 
was the the decade of between yeah, of 2000 Aguilar. and yeah, the decade the, of the decade of, of, and the decade yeah. of Bianchi. Well, imagine, I just, I, actually, I think, how much I've suffered. I think I could be blamed for that as well because my first River game was the start of the 2003 Apertura. That was mm-hmm. the first game I went to yes. for River, which was Javier Mascherano's uh, debut for River. Actually, he'd, he'd already played for the national side by that point, but he was it was his debut, and it was Marcelo Salas's first game back from mm-hmm. Juventus. Yes. They won that Apertura, they also won the Clausura, and I was at the last match of the Clausura to see them win the trophy. And then after that, <laughs> they didn't win anything for four years until the 2008 Clausura, so it could yes. be my fault as well, possibly. Ariel, you were saying that your parents are also one river and one boca. It's the same history. My father and my brother is uh, from river, ah. and my mother from boca. Ah. This thing was a deeper complex. This is interesting because I'm sure we all, uh, certainly each of us uh, Anglophone journalists must get asked from time to time or, or hear people saying that Boca are the team of the people and that River are the team of the rich and that it's a class divide. Not anymore. But, you know, I mean, the, the thing is that I'm a River fan, as I've said before on, on here, because my ex-girlfriend was a River fan and her parents were also, her mum was Boca and her dad was River. And the idea that you don't see, you know, I, th- I think a lot of foreigners have this crazy idea that River fans just don't marry Boca fans. You don't see any no. families that are divided. <laughs> and it's complete rubbish. It's Actually, <laughs> there are so many Boca fans that are very British girls that are very pretty. Th- this so is an interesting revelation ma- for a River matter, fan to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you hear a lot team. of these stories about, like, yeah, the, the mother is, is River and the father yes. is Boca. And, but I know a, a couple who... The son, the, the mother got to name him, and the father got to choose the, the club. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes and, that, and that is true. Who were they? Who did the son end up? I, I can't remember, but I think it, I think the, he ended up being Boca, and his name was uh, Felipe. I thought the name was Rivercito. <laughs> Enzo. Very, very Enzo. common to come. Enzo is very Enzo. common. Yeah, my, my mom is a Racing fan, but for the record. And so, is, and so was my dad, so right. I had no choice. Uh, <laughs> English Dan, who did your parents? <laughs> Uh, my dad's actually a Vélez fan, funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, did this, does this predate you moving to Argentina? Or? It doesn't, I'm afraid, now. So. <laughs> it would be funny if it was. What do you think about, uh, Ariel, uh, about violence? Uh, if you like it? No, 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 not if you like it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. We, we apologise. Australian Dan did an interview with a, a boxing correspondent for El Grafico, so he's still got fighting on his mind. <laughs> maybe, maybe you like violence, maybe you don't, but... Uh, <laughs> Have you ever experienced a moment in which... Ha, have you ever... Please be quiet. I'm trying to interview. You guys at the back. I mean, have you ever experienced a moment in which there were uh, some violence going on in a Super Classico at the stadium or watching elsewhere? Yeah, so, so. But uh, outside of the stadium in Mar del Plata, mm. I life a situation in year 95, 92... Uh, because was playing Cabañas in Boca, mm-hmm. uh, the Paraguayan Roberto Cabañas. Yes, Roberto Cabañas, and mm-hmm. I, I uh, was uh, to see the River Boca in Mar del Plata, and I was with my father, my brother, and my sister. And the policeman take the horse with to us, uh-huh. and uh-huh. it was very uh, bad. In the court with. Um, with the fans, uh, I don't leave anything. Mm. <coughs> I know that uh, it passed. Yeah. But I, I am a journalist, and and I never stay in the in this side. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could see the Walker River in the 
press este press area uh, area so yeah. I, I never can leave and you Samuel never yeah. have a, an experience like uh, having to run from Boca fans trying to it, it also happened to me after a, a summer match in Mar del Plata I went with my brother <laughs> and another <laughs> friend I, we went to the and Boca side we went to the Boca side and of, of course I was quiet all much long all the max I was like I couldn't say anything but after that uh, surprisingly uh, I was uh, we were scared and attacked I don't know how to say because I'm in a threatened by the the Boca side so we start running and if you know the Estadio Mar de Plata you know that is had a very big area around so we have to run a lot and very fast so we 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 get safe, but uh, no, I went to a lot of super classicos, obviously in the in the, monu in the monumental, but never happened never happened uh, nothing uh, not, uh, any act of violence never. Yeah. Should we do a round of predictions and I, I think we should. Yeah, we'll we'll do our own predictions for the super and then we'll uh, and then we'll play Mystic Dunn in. Yeah, uh, but let's let's do our own predictions for the super first. So who wants to start? I think one of our guests should start. Which of you is feeling Let's get your prediction and which player from your t we heard which which player you're you're most afraid of. And tell us which player to look out for for maybe our international listeners who who don't see these these guys every week. Tell us who to look out for. Good uh, okay, um, I think that River is going to win. Okay. Uh, maybe two one. I I have uh, Remember faith. he was drinking Fernet for Yes That was the only sober One of us at this yes. point so. <laughs> Two one And I think the, 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 the most important player In the in the game Is going to be Paone Because really? Paone my, my analysis is That Paone When he played Against Boca In Estudiantes Made great games Okay. Great and matches. He, great he even matches. won the league for Estudiantes yes, yes. against Boca with a goal. Yes, mm -hmm. remember that game. Now it's <coughs> more hate. No? Yes, mm -hmm. that, that's true. But I think that uh, he is going to make a, a also La Mela because sure. he's in a very good uh, moment and he must play excellent yeah. because you know it's going to be like okay, you play against good, uh, fine against everyone except Boca and the, the, river, the people of River doesn't. Accept that. No, sure. Ariel, uh, your oh, prediction. Zero, zero. Nil, nil. Okay, and and who's going to be important? Uh, I think uh, maybe Riquelme could este, make the one zero. So, so you're expecting so, a, a really tight oh, game, and if there's a difference made, then it'll Boca be by Riquelme. Has Angelias. and River has only one idea. Sure. No loss. So oh oh. Okay, let's uh, last Argentine remaining, who's relatively mm. neutral in this game. <laughs> Seba, what do you think? I also feel it will be a draw, but but also it could be no, no. I think I think it won't be a. It, it could be a nil nil also because my feeling is the team that scores that's game over. I mean, if right. if they score, it's not going to be a one one all or two all draw. The way I see it, the, the way I feel it now, it's uh, it's going to be a nil nil or yeah. that. That's my my pick, and and if not, I can't decide who who has the sure. better chance to get a one one nil. And a guess for win. a key player? No, key player. Well, Carrizo is definitely a, yep. yeah one of the hot choices. And uh, for Boca, was Carrizo 
Riquelme was the order of the day. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's so that I don't sound like I'm throwing it over to everybody else and then leaving it for myself last after hearing all of yours. I'll do mine now. I'd, I would agree with, with what Ariel and Seb have said. It's going to be a tight game. Super Classicals normally are. And especially the way these two sides are playing at the moment because even if River step it up and play well, we've already seen from experience that they can't score many goals. <laughs> I'm going to go for 1-0 to River, if anything, mainly because of the, uh, let's say, away advantage that they will have this season. (laughs) We've already talked a lot about how away teams tend to win more than home teams. Although, having said that, River beating Bocchi and La Bombonera is a relatively unusual result in the history of of this particular Clásico. And I think... If if he plays, then I think Walter Acevedo could could be really key. Obviously, we all know what a great player Matias Almeida is, the kind of base of Rivers for, uh, well, 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-1-2. But, yeah, I mean, Acevedo, to do Almeida's running and to do the kind of jumping into tackles and things, it's going to be big if he can get back for it. If not, then Bashon, Josep Mir Bashon, the Peruvian midfielder, is going to have to play more like he did against Racing last weekend than he did against all boys this weekend just gone because he was shocking yesterday so yeah I'm, I'm going to go for probably a draw but I'll, I'll say that my prediction just for a bit of variety is going to be a narrow 1-0 win to River with uh, either Acevedo or Bashon being key to that and now it's over to the Dans who I imagine don't really carry the way too much <laughs> I think what I can see for this match um, I'm agreeing with you three that it's going to be a very close match it's going to be if anything decided, decided by the odd goal I can see it. I can see it being one nil to Boca, maybe in kind of a ninety seventh minute goal by Palermo after playing ninety six minutes <laughs> wow. of awful. Yeah, possibly so, not yeah. touching the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but just to be kind of a little bit different, the key player. I think obviously we all know what Raquelme can do. Mm-hmm. But I think if Mauchi can do what he has been doing, kind of disrupting the defence, getting to the getting to the uh, goal line and getting in, I think. If he has a good game, it could be key for Boca. Dan, we'll get your prediction along with your the rest of the scores. Just well, after sure. Who, who do you think is going to be the key, Matt? No, I'll give you a little like my assessment of the game, and then I'll do the all the predictions later. But yeah, I'm going to go as well for a Boca win. I'll say two 0 just to be different. It's more based on recent form than anything. I think River have been a better team over the year, obviously, and and probably have a, a nicer style and everything. But uh, I think Falcione, his, his his plan is starting to come into fruition a little bit, and some of these players who I didn't think started the year very well um, I would look out for guys like Colasso Chavez sometimes plays well but yeah, guys like Mauch yeah, as well uh, so I'm, I'm predicting a 2-0 win to Boca and also the yeah, obviously guys to look out for in River would be uh, La Mela who we've, we've all talked about and uh, Funes Mori no uh, <laughs> no that, yeah that's my prediction I'll say 2-0 to Boca as I said earlier as well I think somebody like Diego Rivera Rivero, sorry, um, or you know, the last few times that Boca have beaten River, it's tended to be a, an unheralded, unexpected player who's scored, and not necessarily even one who's been playing very well. And certainly, Rivero fits that category. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But anyway, we're now going to play uh, Australian dance theme music so that we can finish off with with Mystic Dan as he dons his warlock's hat. And Okay, yeah, probably not very wisely. I've gone for a lot of home wins uh, this this time. So I've got Colón to win at home to Huracán, 
Godoy Cruz to win at home to Quilmes, Manfield to win away to Gimnasia, uh, San Lorenzo Argentinos draw, always to beat Arsenal, Racing to beat Newell's, Estudiantes to beat Tigre, Boca to beat River, as I said, uh, Olimpo Independiente draw, and Lanús Vélez draw. The one that stands out is the Estudiantes Tigre prediction, I think. I mean, aside from yeah. the fact that you've predicted a lot of home wins, which is inevitably going to backfire on you. Dangerous, right? Um, what makes you think Estudiantes are going to win a game after 257 oh. matches without victory? One of those cases where I guess they've got to win sooner or later. And <laughs> Tigre are very hit and miss, I mean, They've been playing all right the last they couple of weeks. right, but then they'll, they'll have a horrible, horrible game, so... Oh, that's true, though, yeah. You don't want to talk about it too much, do you? <laughs> We're not based on like statistical analysis or anything. Yeah. No, and, um, and also for the benefit of our listeners who probably won't be able to appreciate this if I do a decent enough job of editing, we've been talking for approximately five and a half hours about the Super Classico. <laughs> So everybody's now, a bit like fed up of the sight of each other's faces. Tuesday morning, we started on Monday night. Yeah, and, and the other thing is as well that whichever of the two dams was in charge of buying the Coca-Cola to go with our fun, it didn't buy enough. So we're we're all kind of impatient now for the chance to get out the house, buy another bottle of Coke, and finish that <laughs> that bottle of fun off. <laughs> I can't speak for you two, but I certainly. <laughs> Shots. Good. <laughs> so, Dan, um, really quickly, roughly how many home games was it that you've predicted a win for now, and how many away? Probably six home wins out of that out of that bunch. Which, yeah. and, and also the other thing that I wanted to ask uh, Seba, who's mm. probably more of the historian than, than any of the rest of us on here, actually, although Ariel or, or Samuel might have an idea of this, you mentioned before Racing River a couple of weeks ago that it was the classical that, that was the, the most one-sided, let's say, in, in history, with River having something like 49, 49 wins or something. Do you know what the split is for, for the Super? I know that Boca, Boca have won something like 17 or 18 more than River is that right? I wouldn't think it's that many more no it has to be it's Boca it's Boca clearly ahead but right. it might be uh, 7 or 8 then right? 4 or 5 68 uh, 62 68 to 62 okay so yeah sorry yes. yeah, so I was thinking 6 yes. yes it's less than 10 matches. right cool and it so, was yeah. the other way around and Boca turned it around in the 90s and the, yeah. and the decade and the past mm. And, but yeah, anyway, we'll we'll leave you for now, and we're going to assume, I think, that nobody for either of these two teams is capable of recreating Marcelina Rojas' goal, which, as I say, is going to be available on the Hand of Pod blog. And in fact, to even it out, because in the spirit of neutrality, I'm going to try and find a great Boca goal from a Super Classico as well, perhaps. Yeah, I might do that, or, or maybe the one that Maradona scored a very famous one from yes. somewhere out near the touchline. I think in the Monumental, mm-hmm. uh, an incredible lob. One time, I think it was for Boca. It might be for Argentina, actually, no, but it was, it was for Boca, wasn't it? Anyway, so um, I'll I'll sign off now and, and say goodbye, and I'll leave. Well, well, our guests first of all, Samuel. Okay, goodbye to everybody, and I'm glad I, I'm glad to be here with all of you. It's been a pleasure having you, and Ariel. And goodbye. And now from both of the Dans, I'm from Seba. Goodbye and enjoy the game. Goodbye and good luck. And feliz super clásico para todos. Thank you. Thank you, good night. <laughs> <laughs>